Hello and welcome to the Android Central Podcast. My name is Daniel Bader. This week on the show, we're going over everything Samsung announced during its MWC conference, including the first good look at the new Wear OS, which Samsung's calling One UI Watch. Uh, Okay, we'll talk about that. Uh, We'll also talk about some new Samsung leaks, including the Galaxy Buds 2 and Galaxy S21 FE, which are coming later this year, likely alongside the new Galaxy Watch 4. And Qualcomm has a new chip, same as the old chip, the Snapdragon 888 Plus. We'll go into why that is or is not a big deal. Hint, it's not. But uh, yeah. Jerry might give us some insight as to uh, what to look forward to there. So joining us this week, Jerry Hildenbrand. What's going hey, on? Hey, 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 what's up? Hey, hey, hey. Uh, not too much. I'm. Uh, it's my Thursday today. We're recording Wednesday because uh, it's Canada Day tomorrow. So I'm okay. Doesn't that make it your Friday? Uh, well, no, because I still work Friday. What, oh. you didn't take Friday off? Yeah, know, that's my I'm a responsible citizen. Oh my god! Yeah, I didn't even remember. I didn't take <laughs> Friday off because I'm an idiot. I have to. I, I have to set a good example for all of you, jokers. I mean, I just there. didn't take Friday off because we get Monday off, and that's better. But Friday and Monday off is better. Better. Yeah, if you played your cards right, you could have gotten a four day weekend. Is what I'm saying. I know, and I if was. I've been planning stu- to drive this weekend like I was supposed to. I would have, but those got derailed. That voice, R. Wagner. Hello. How are you? I get fireworks tomorrow. I'm so excited. Oh, I'm happy for you. I'm happy it's for you. It's been 475 truly. days. You're actually, you know the number? That's beyond words. But I'm I happy mean, it's not you. that hard to look it up. I looked it up last night because because uh, they were doing the testing at the Magic Kingdom with all the cast members there. So we could oh. actually see the live fireworks in the distance. Just drive about 50 miles north and shotguns and flare guns are just excellent fireworks every night. But those are amateur fireworks, Jerry. I want the good shit. <sighs> well, speaking of the good shit, uh, I want to welcome Nicholas Sutrick. Nick, you are uh, our newest senior editor, full-time staff member, formerly a freelancer, formerly IT specialist slash I don't know what, what the hell you were at. You were you've been around. You've been around the block. But I'm I'm glad yes. to say you're here full time with Android Central now. So welcome. And in, in true IT specialist fashion, I had tech problems for the first 15 minutes before this podcast. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, that's you perfect. didn't unplug it and plug it back in. That's right. I forgot to reboot. I should have known. All right. Well, I'm going to put you on the spot, Nick, because you are our Wear OS expert for this purpose. Run us through what Samsung announced. At IO, at IO, at uh, MWC, which was a thing this year. It was actually a physical event, but nobody showed up to herald it. So it ended up being virtual. Uh, and Samsung was one of like three companies that made announcements uh, that pertain to Android stuff. The other was TCL. And I mean, there was some Lenovo stuff, which you might get to, and Qualcomm. But Samsung's MWC presentation was was pretty interesting, especially around the Wear OS stuff. So Give us a rundown of what they announced and uh, what we know about the upcoming Galaxy Watch from what they said. All right. So uh, I guess one of the things we don't know is whether or not it's called Wear OS 3.0 or not yet. But at the very least, as you said before, it is called One UI Watch by Samsung, which uh, that's definitely a big departure from previous Wear OS versions because now OEMs can skin Wear OS. we saw 
I think on the Zen watch, and I'm not sure how many other watches did this, but they had different like color varieties of Wear OS in the past. But I think that was the the biggest amount of skinning we've ever seen. Um, and that's that's going to be interesting to see how that affects updates, how that affects, uh, I mean, I guess security updates as well, just different quality of life features going forward. Because now, instead of just hardware being the differentiator, we're also going to see software. So effectively, our watches now become a phone because it's going to have the same positives and negatives as an Android phone would in that regard. Um, UI-wise, we saw a little bit and not a ton. Samsung basically gave us like three different, I'm going to make you mad here and say GIFs. <laughs> no, take it back. <laughs> Never. Uh, of how apps work, how messaging works, things like that. Um, I think. Yeah, but my... half of those were things we saw at Google I.O., right? Like all of the apps were things we'd seen before. And messages, I think, was too. Yeah, I mean, they, they didn't go that far in depth with the app, um, like specific apps. Um, I know they said all of Google stuff will be in there, which I think was a given. It was a Wear OS thing anyway. So, of course, it would be. But I guess that's more of news on the Samsung side since. Tizen has not exactly been the greatest with notifications in the past. And this is going to fix that, uh, I hope. <laughs> I um, mean... That was either a puppy or Ara disagreeing with you. I mean, notifica- notifications on Tizen are pretty much on par with where they are on Wear OS. It's that notifications on anything that was RTOS were crap. I would not go that far. Uh, notifications on Tizen had to go through a special app you download to your phone and then be reprocessed and sent to your watch. That yes, but that made garbage. it easier to manage them. Like I was it able, to, it's easier to curate your notifications on a Galaxy Watch, I should say. That's fair. I, I mean, I responding to like, yeah, that, responding that, that's to notifications is crap. I just think the notifications them. is crap, but I look on my wrist and see Daniel Bear. I ignore that. I just... <laughs> right, but you can ignore it. <laughs> you can ignore it more easily on Wear OS. Yes. It just feels yes. like it's better integrated on Wear OS. Right. Yeah. So there's that. I'm hoping that is better on this versus Samsung. I, I definitely prefer the Wear OS experience as far as that's concerned. Um, what I thought was interesting was there sort of bringing back auto app installation, which, correct me if I'm wrong, has not been a thing for some time. That was sort of a, in the early days of Android Wear, you didn't install watch apps on your watch. You installed the phone app, and if it had a companion, it would auto-install on your watch. That's effectively what this is, but you're also going to be able to go into an app store as you can now. So it seems like it's the best of both worlds, which I like, because then you don't miss out on things. They're going to have syncing between the apps. So none of this weirdness where you might have to sign into both. It should automatically sign into everything. It should sync settings between everything. They they definitely painted a pretty picture of how it would work. I'm not, <laughs> not sure if that's going to be the case with everything, but at least system level stuff, we should say hey, that. It's going to work, man. It's all going to work. I, I hope. <laughs> I, I, I just want to stop. I hopes. I want to stop you there because I think that part philosophically needs to be examined a little bit closer because yeah it's a throwaway feature on paper sure it's going to sync between your watch and your phone right 
And this happened on Tizen too, if you had a Samsung phone. But what's interesting about this is that Google is giving manufacturers like Samsung the power to build a version of Wear OS that is essentially a companion skin because it's still underlying the same unified platform that Fossil and Mobvoi are going to have access to. But you, but skin it and tweak it in such a way that not only will it look very similar to what One UI does, they're even calling it One UI Watch, but it will have those native integrations where presumably those kinds of syncing features will only work with a Samsung phone, right? You may be able to download the companion app a la Galaxy wearable app or whatever, but what's clear here is that despite a, quote, unified platform that is manufacturer you know, agnostic to some extent, this is still Samsung saying, to get the best Wear OS experience, you need to download, you need to have a Samsung watch and a Samsung phone. And by the way, they're going to obfuscate the fact that it runs on this unified platform as much as humanly possible. So developers know this, you and I know this, but to the average Galaxy Watch 4 owner, and we'll talk about the product itself in a bit, we're not going to see Android or Wear OS or Android Wear probably beyond a Google logo on the box. And I, I think that's actually the best of both worlds here because that's probably what got Samsung, along with the piles of money that we think Samsung got from Google to go into this unified platform in the first place, got buy. That's what got so much buy in from Samsung here. Right. You know, yeah. After hearing that yesterday and the way that apps with a watch component are going to automatically install. My big question is, if I buy one of these, am I going to look at my watch and see Samsung Calendar, Samsung Contacts, or are those apps just not going to pair with my phone? Or is somehow or another, uh, the the Google apps that are pre-installed on my Galaxy Watch are going to sync with the Samsung apps on my phone? That's a very important question because I don't want a watch that's got two contact apps and two calendar apps and two of this and two of every animal and it's rains for 40 days or whatever. That's a big well, turnoff. I mean, just looking at the gift that they have for the auto app installation, because I'm looking at it and I'm like, yep, I see the Samsung calendar app there and I, I see going right there, three yep. different apps for timer, stopwatch and, clock, and world clock. And I'm just like, guys, so- this should have been one <laughs> app three different screens that you did not need three icons on the app store on a, on the app page on a watch for this. I I take it back. It's not going to (laughs) work. It's it's just not going to work. Just forget it. Bye Apple. We're done. See you next week. (laughs) Yeah. It's my understanding based on the information we have that it's going to install the apps that you have on your phone. And then obviously since it has the play store on it, you can then go and install additional apps from the watch. But I I think that the whole point is that, whatever you have on your phone gets reflected on your watch and then synced. So you shouldn't have this mumble jumble of certain apps for Samsung, certain apps for Google, whatever. I just want to know why the gallery app is one of the things that will be on both. Cause you do not need the gallery app on your watch. Like there, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm sure there will be a place where you can like uninstall or unsync certain applications. That's got to be a page in the settings for whatever new companion app this is going to be. Cause we don't know if the companion app for this is going to be specific to 
the Samsung version or if it's going to be one companion app for all of the different new Wear OS watches, which is another question. Because, I mean, like, there's just so much that they haven't showed us yet. Yeah. Like, this is a product I am willing and eager to buy the new uh, Galaxy Watch Active 4 that we're hopefully getting in August. Please, God, tell me we're getting a new Watch Active and not just the high-end stuff. But we have we are just missing so much of the what this experience is going to be beyond just the basic like here here are the top little aspects and we'll fill in the rest later like i'm seeing a lot of draw the rest of the damn horse here i see nick trying to be positive about something me and era just shitting it all all over it and daniel saying oh my god guys shut up no, no I, I mean, I'm super happy that we're getting this new platform. This new platform needed to happen. This new platform needed to happen two years ago. But at the same time, that product launches in five weeks, essentially, because we're right. expecting this, it in we the know, first half we, of August. We know that Samsung has done more work here. I mean, this is mostly yeah. about messaging rather than completeness, right? We're fairly certain that whatever they end up calling this is a complete product or at least close to a complete product right in yeah fact, they have it they, Galaxy they have Watch to 4 have it by now is is leaked to hell we know that it's going to run wear os 3 whatever yeah, first, whatever it's going to first call. watch to debut with it yes right and they've actually confirmed that it will be so that's interesting i think what's what's important here is that samsung is like google being very careful about separating service and software announcements from the hardware and samsung puts a lot of effort into its unpacked events and one can assume that in august probably early august it's going to have a big unpacked event and it will announce the watch 4 alongside the z fold 3 the z flip 3 the galaxy buds 2 maybe even the galaxy s21 fe among other products and this will just be one small part of that presentation. And in order for this to be a coherent message, it needs to probably show off not just Wear OS 3 on its own, but One UI 3.5 or whatever number we're at yep. now paired with where uh, One UI Watch. Right. right. What we had the other day is the Samsung and Google announcing this cool new thing they're working on and samsung's going to show it to us later right yeah this was the they were supposed to show it to us later and they just they're like they rehashed so many of the things we had at io and then just threw in like three extra things that's because probably 10 million more people watch samsung's event than watch the google io event yeah then why couldn't you show more like there's teasing and then there's being a tease samsung was being a tease this week (laughs) <laughs> i mean what what are you what are you gonna do their their event is in probably just over a month like it's august yeah, but you just said it's going to be one product of like five or six that are launching and each of them are gonna get like 15 minutes to 20 minutes each 15 right, minutes for the new watches considering there's going to be two or three of them no, it that's isn't. enough yes, our it is. audience enough. cares about wearables far more than the average phone buyer cares about wearables right and as much as we hope that wear os 3 one ui watch fixes all the problems most people think about a galaxy watch as a samsung phone accessory many of them get 
the watch for free or a discount when they buy their phone. And beyond that, that's all they care about, right? Right. Uh, and and all Samsung needs to do is spend that 15 minutes, show us how pretty it is, and then have briefings with people like Android Central. And we can tell all the people who care how it works, how it doesn't work. All right. the, the inside the stuff. Thing. Right. Yeah. And, and they only need 15 minutes for that. Yeah. For a watch. All right. Let's go through uh, some some more of the things that Samsung actually did talk about. So it's it's saying that uh, the the first ga- the the next Galaxy Watch will be the first one to run Wear OS or One UI Watch. What else do we know? So we have the eSIM thing, right, which ties in with the carriers that you were talking about a minute ago, where they're pushing eSIM, I guess, as a platform thing versus maybe just a hardware thing. Which means, good. yeah, it, it's very good. So you, more people will be able to go in when they go to their T-Mobile store or whatever and buy a phone. They can get a cheapo watch or whatever that runs this thing. You know, probably paired with with their phone purchase. And then you have to deal with SIM cards that cuts down on the size of the watch. There's a lot of things that helps with, but it's a positive, especially as a platform tool. Um, I think one of the more interesting things that they specifically addressed was performance and battery life and on top of that the biometrics sensor stuff so uh they said up to 30 percent faster which i'm not sure if that's 30 percent faster than wear os or tizen because there's a pretty big gulf in those two platforms either way i suppose it's faster they are targeting multi-day battery life which uh, i think most samsung watches at this point are good with not all of them wear os Definitely not so. Um, and then the other interesting thing, and Daniel and I were talking about this yesterday, the separate ultra low power core that runs your heart rate sensor all the time. I think there are some hardware platforms that do that. I can't remember which specific ones, but again, like the eSIM thing, this is a platform target versus an optional hardware target. So it, I think it will not only be easier for OEMs to implement, but it will also be easier for app app developers to implement and for people to use. And on top of that, being that ultra low power core means it doesn't screw with the battery life. So unlike maybe the always on watch face thing, which could take 40% battery life to run in a day on some watches, this theoretically won't take anything or a very minimal amount that's not noticeable and this is that this is probably the most important thing that they didn't say and when you find out a week from now a month from now six months from now whatever that the watch you have right now and you love can't be updated this is why this is important this isn't just off the shelf stuff right it could be qualcomm has said that they can make their stuff work like this uh, Google told them tone it down. I imagine that conversation went more, you know, like, okay, if it can do it, then show us. Until then, stop saying it because it's not true yet. I mean, Qualcomm so, probably said that they're like, oh yeah, we can make this. It'll be like five hundred bucks. Yeah, whatever. But right now, they're when they say you know platform based things like a ultra low power core for biometrics and heart sensor. That means that this is a specialty built chip. And your watch that you have right now doesn't have that inside it. Right. Now, what I'm curious to see is how 
big of a difference this is on Samsung chips versus Qualcomm chips because, you know, as we know from the current generation of smartwatches, there's a pretty big difference between those two. And and I'll be honest, the Samsung chips that they use in their watch are absolute garbage. But what Samsung does is they don't make the processor that's on those chips do all the work. That's why it works so well. Right. Uh, Wear OS doesn't do that, you know, in its current form. And that's what they're trying to move to spread that load around a little bit so you don't need you know essentially a snapdragon 865 to power your little tiny watch i also think this is why they won't update existing watches at all right i i I actually the more i think about it the more unlikely it feels that the two current mobvoi watches that have a snapdragon wear 4100 will be like magically be the outliers that get updated to Wear OS 3. I really don't think that's going to happen. I think they're going to make a clean break. I think it'll be anything released this year and beyond running the new Wear later like natively will support will will get those updates and it's important to also think about the leaks that we heard earlier in the year around GS101 and Google Silicon push that will likely also play a big part in the Pixel Watch, which will be released in October. So when we get more information about the Pixel Watch, my guess is that Google will have its own specialty features within Wear that reflect its uh, addition of a very low-power coprocessor and just like the Pixel retains some unique features, the Pixel Watch will have a base of this new wear plus whatever features Google can tack on. And because they're allowing manufacturers to build on top of wear, now they'll do the same thing with the Pixel Watch. And we will have a more native integration between the Pixel phones and the wearables. And Absolutely agree. And that will be, I think, what ties it all together. I don't know. I I feel like more so than Samsung, I'm excited to see what Google does with Wear on the Pixel Watch. But that's only because Google's never made a watch before. And I was going to say, how much of that is just the fact that we've just been waiting and waiting and waiting for a Pixel Watch for five years? Except we know that it's coming this year with with their own silicon. So I just hope LG makes one. (laughs) Womp, womp. All right, I... I think that's really all there was to these to the wear announcements. But all right, let's walk through the Galaxy Watch 4 leaks from actually earlier. There was there was one earlier in the week, and then there was one today that we don't have on the site yet, but it kind of confirms a lot of what we do know. There's gonna be a classic and an active and maybe even a third model. So what do we know so far? The leak that we had earlier in the week showed off the uh, what I'm guessing will be called the Galaxy Watch Active, uh, just the Galaxy Watch 4, just the regular version, which it's looking kind of like a midway point between the Active and the Galaxy Watch 3. And then we have the Classic, which looks like almost like a, a more polished version of the Galaxy Watch 3, only I think it looks a little less bulky, and thank God for that. And then we're going to have the Active, which is what I've been waiting for for years, since the last Galaxy Watch Active came out in the same time that the Note 10 did. 
So I'm I'm very happy for all that. They showed off some of the colors. It doesn't look like we're getting that many colors for the Galaxy Watch 4. I don't think we're getting that many colors for the Galaxy Watch 4 Classic either. The Active, I Wait. think, was getting four colors. Didn't, so the leak that we have on the site shows five colors. Or no, so three. No, it shows three colors, three and colors, various and band bands. colors. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, guys. I don't count the bands as being separate colors. Colors are the ones on the actual hardware that you can't swap out. But there, it does look like there are four color, like bases. There's black, silver, rose gold, and then like a blue, cobalt something. The one on the bottom with the yellow band? No, I don't think that. I think that's. Um, I think that's the same silver as the top two. I think we get three yeah. colors, and then you're, uh, and then you have the black and the rose gold. Uh, I see it like I don't Daniel know. does. I, I see. If you go to, if you go to, I mean, this is bad radio, but if you go to that, if you go to uh, image five of six, it does look bluish, but it's hard to tell. I see it the way you see it, Daniel, but I think that maybe. It's just because of the juxtaposition. Yeah, maybe. I mean, anyway, yeah, we know that we're I, getting I, at least three colors. And I, and I don't know. I want a black one with a yellow band. And this is the first time I've ever wanted an Android Wear watch in my life. What What are you thinking about the proprietary-looking bands? Because that, I'm hoping, yeah, is not the case. I think it's, those are just renders Samsung, wanting to man. look pretty. You think that's, so? Well, I mean, because if you look at the lugs, the lugs have the same design mm. and architecture as a normal... 18 millimeter 22 millimeter pin uh pin band so yeah i think this is just a matter of the renders being like oh i don't want those ugly gaps in there let's just make it go all the way maybe maybe i hope but samsung's if, not stupid enough to do proprietary bands this year but, but if they do i want the, the damn radio antennas in the band i don't care if that makes them 100 bucks a piece but man how much better will your wi-fi and bluetooth be if you've got a nine inch antenna <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's going to happen, Jerry. I don't think Let that's me dream. You be quiet. <laughs> I mean, that'll just kill the third-party market completely. But yeah, that'll that's another conversation. And let's be real; right. it also means that if something like your antennas could break inside of the silica just because you bent it the wrong way, like well, I, I, I don't really see that a happening. Short antenna on one side, it would still work. Trust me, it'll work. All right, so we know we have a Galaxy Watch 4. We have the Galaxy Watch 4 Classic with the rotating bezel. We know that they're going to run Wear OS 3 or One UI Watch, whatever you want to call it. Is that it? Are we are we kind of out of Wear news, or is there anything else? We think that there could be a BIA sensor in there, Yeah, we kind of cool. It would be nice. Um... Bioelectrical impedance, which basically lets you measure body fat and a few other things using a single sensor. You know, obviously Google's moving more towards unified health tracking API. That's something we forgot to talk about in the previous segment is that. And that was a bit of a mystery too, because they just said, oh, unified health tracking, but they didn't really, I guess, like Ara said, it just kind of teased it. Yeah. You know, it's like, like, much so info. We haven't gotten a peek at like basically any of the fitness stuff in any of this like they talked about fitbit and they showed one screen on an uh one screen that looked like it was a render from a watch and the rest was like oh yeah we're gonna have fitbit apis here and i'm like cool show me an app with them please um but i will say i noticed the samsung health icon on the renders that they showed at nwc this week and i was confused by that because it sounded like they said that samsung health wasn't going to be part of the new os 
but it looks like it will be an app on the new o, uh, new OS. So it might just not be a system See, thing. It might just be a set standalone app. I, I still say that the part that Google didn't say out loud was that Google's health platform is going to have open APIs and special APIs for companies like Samsung to use where the app is Samsung Health, but it's really just building off of Google's health platform. Yeah, that, that, that was that, kind that, of my thought. That too. makes the most sense. Yeah, it, it would basically be a, a database that gets dumped into. And that, you know, Samsung would like that idea. They can still keep their health app that they know people love. Yeah, and have spent years building. <laughs> All right, I so I, just... I want to see a blood alcohol sensor in a watch, and I'm dead serious about that. You're not the only one. Accurately? It doesn't have to be accurate as long as it's consistent. There is that Mm. mobile one. I can't remember the name of it. I reviewed it like 10 years ago. Yeah. You know what? They sent me one too, and and we (laughs) got me blind drunk, and it just came up error. (laughs) That's great. You were over. You you broke the sensor, Jerry. It it stopped working right at about (laughs) 2.4. So for for 90% of the population, it, it worked okay. But we wanted to push it to the limit, and and it it did foul out. And I don't know how consistent it was. My plan was to go down to the sheriff's office while I was really drunk and have them compare, and they were willing to do it, and then I broke the stupid thing. Aww. But it was consistent. That was the important part. I know, all right, I drank a beer. I'm probably safe. I drank two beers. Maybe I'm not. I will say, I would like it if we could get to that point where you could have a blood alcohol, where the... uh blood glucose, blood, whatever sensors could detect what level of blood alcohol that you have. Because I'm a lightweight (laughs) physically and for alcohol. So it's like, if I drink anything, I need to know how much it does to me because if a bartender mixes a drink heavy, I will notice that I will feel that. And that's for the betterment of all of us. Yeah. Yeah. And and like a lot of the things that Apple has done over the years, health-wise, with these smartwatches, I think stuff like that will continue to make people look at smartwatches and want to buy them because they're actually useful. And it's not just your phone on your wrist. That is that is exactly why the Apple Watch is useful because it does the basics well and then every tiny update makes its core features a little bit more useful, right? Like the health tracking stuff, they keep adding to that platform over over time, right? They keep improving, like the the integrated apps get a little bit better every time. They've done a really good job extending health tracking a little bit more. Like they feel, I just feel yeah. like Apple it's keeps well get to, getting to add icing and icing and iterating and just polishing things up. And Google just has to keep tearing it down and making it again because they broke it. But yeah. I mean, that's all Apple needs to do. They don't co- need to come out with a huge new feature every year if they can improve the features that are there enough to make people excited. Yes. All right. So let's talk quickly about the rest of these rumors. We have a leaked image or images of the new Galaxy Buds 2. Unsurprisingly, they look like plasticky. I mean, the Galaxy Buds Pro are plastic, but more plasticky, smaller versions of the Galaxy Buds Pro. They look fine. I mean, they they have the same shaped case as uh, the Galaxy Buds Live and the Galaxy Buds Pro, which seems to be a you know a new Samsung focus. Probably Good. going to be having it be the same size means that all of the cases will still work. 
all the cases will still work. What do you mean? Like uh, third party cases and covers. Cause I mean, like, I'm sorry oh, to I say this. I'm, I don't really like taking my buds out if I can't put something over the case to keep the case from breaking if I have like a really bad fall or if it, I hit it the wrong way when I'm getting on or off a ride. Because if you break that case, you're screwed. <laughs> See, that I is true. Lose, I would just lose that little case like the first time. And that's why They're I have to have small. a keychain on them, Jerry. What I am hoping is that because of the redesign, they're going to be more comfortable. Uh, the first Galaxy Buds and Galaxy Buds Plus were not comfortable for me. I, did, I could not get a good fit. The Galaxy Buds Pro were the first pair of earbuds that I could fit really easily using the existing tips. Um, this looks like they're just smaller, cheaper versions of the Buds Pro. So I'm all here for that. I hope that they don't reduce battery life because the Galaxy Buds Plus, the whole reason you like those Buds were that they have 11 hours of battery uh, plus the improved microphones and, and stuff like that. Uh, so yeah, I'm hoping that'll be the case here. I really you know, love gonna, that purple. They're going to cut, cut back on the extra mics and the battery just a little bit. They have to. I'm sure they will. But if they're I mean, looking for a $99 price, then yeah, they really yeah. don't have a choice. Right. And that's not Samsung's fault. That's just how physics works. Yep. Other interesting news. The Galaxy S21 FE may only launch in two markets like the Pixel 5a because of the ongoing chip shortage. So... That's interesting. I mean, Europe, quote, is a market in this, which I was going to say, that's, that's, that's not one than, market. <laughs> more, more, more than two countries, unlike the Pixel 5a, which is expected to be released in literally two countries, Japan and the US, but still a limited release, not even in Asia, which is an interesting move. But yeah, I mean, we're expecting a pretty nice upgrade over the S20 FE, which was a very popular phone, released at 600 bucks last year. Looking at a Snapdragon 888, 8 gigs of RAM, 128 gigs of uh, 120 hertz refresh rate, screen, triple cameras, 4,500 milliamp hour battery. You're, you're, you're essentially looking at a Galaxy S21 5G. I don't True. know I mean, how much they the can S21, shave off the price. But this, I mean, the S. I'm trying. I'm looking here, and I'm trying to figure out where this varies from the S21 Plus. Because 6.5 inch screen, check. It was a flat AMOLED panel with 120 hertz refresh rate. That sounds about right. Made but was the plus 6.7 and the Ultra was 6.9? I'm something like that. But what I'm saying is, it's it's a phone that's got a metal frame. Its back is made of plastic. It's got the same internals, the same screen, the you know the same display. I don't know how they're going to shave any money off of this. That's that's what's got me curious. My real I don't question think is they will. here: Do they yeah, do they shave off any money, or do they treat this like a limited edition? Like this is like when they say fan edition. Last year's fan edition was for anybody who couldn't pay for an S twenty. This year, I think the fan edition is going to be an actually like for the fans. Like you're going to have to try like lotteries or whatever to get this phone because it's going to be in limited quantities. Yeah, the naming for it last year was weird because I, I, the last time I remember having a fan edition that everyone went crazy over was the oh you know, my. Note 7. 
<laughs> I, oh. I just, well, Arrow, when you said that, I pictured the hun- Hunger Games in my head. People just doing anything to get a phone. No, and no, that, no. What you need to remember, awesome. what you need to think of is like those old, like the old OnePlus, like you had to get into the forums and grab them. Uh, but like, Samsung wouldn't be that. Samsung wouldn't be that obtuse about it. But I'm willing to bet it's going to be like one of those things. It's like, oh, we're going to have a limited pre-order. We're going to have limited sales of this thing. We're going to have limited colors. And whenever a color sales out, that's it. Samsung, if you're listening, put all of them in a cage, right? And keep the cage locked up and then announce at a certain date you're going to unlock the door to the cage and film it. Do that for us. Just first come, first serve. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, on that note, let's um, let's talk quickly about the Snapdragon 888 Plus. Jerry, this is a very minor refresh. I it's can prob- give you the rundown in less than 50 words. It's got the newer uh, AI co-processing engine in it. So it may actually be a different piece of hardware inside the SOC. Everything else is the same. It's just a bend processor that can run a little bit faster. Done. Right. Up from 2.84 gigs to 2.996 gigs, 20% yeah. bump. But that's only for the single, like for the Cortex X1 core. Right, right. It's not going to perform in any meaningful way better than the 888 you have now, except under AI load. And AI load should be so quick, it almost feels instant anyway. So you won't see it. But developers and people who need to work on future hardware will see a difference. Well, we'll find out in a couple of months when the first phones yep. with the 888 plus hit the market uh, i just want to run through a couple of other quick pieces of news google says that it will keep nest products updated for at least five years uh, which really? they've been doing already for the most part right mm-hmm. your third gen nest hub nest is still updated um, Shoot, my old thermometer still gets updated and i bought it the, the day it came out the nest learning thermostat I think what's more important here is that they're committing to security patches basically indefinitely for their smart home products, which now that they're supporting Matter, uh, it will, I think, be very, very important for Nest as well as other companies involved in Matter to maintain security uh, if they're all going to be talking to each other. So that's really good news. We're hearing that the Pixel 5a will be launching in August, which was previously rumored, but now we're seeing a bit more uh, confirmation. Mark Gurman, who has a new newsletter called Power On in Bloomberg, he he also uh, reported that it'll be released in in August. So stay tuned for that. Uh, that's the same timing as last year. We also have rumors of the Nord Two from OnePlus. Looks very much like a OnePlus Nine. It'll be powered by a MediaTek chip, the Dimensity twelve hundred. We're hearing that it'll be announced sometime in July, but. We don't know much more than that. We also know that uh, because OnePlus is weird and mm. tries to imitate Motorola in the worst ways possible, it will not be available in North America. That will be reserved for the Nord N10 5G, which was announced last year, and the new Nord 200 5G, which we just reviewed. Jeremy reviewed that on the site. He took photos of it near daisies and uh, or uh, sunflowers. It was beautiful. The phone, not so beautiful, but... Uh, that's what you get for 250 bucks. And then finally today, and this I want to get Jerry your input on, AT&T committed to starting to use Google Messages oh as its default Yay! messaging platform. Yeah. So that it, all phones running on AT&T will have 
RCS support with T-Mobile leaving Verizon, the only U.S. carrier that is not supporting and open standard RT RCS. I, you know, I don't know this for a fact, but I'm almost going to guarantee it's because Google has finally done all the work and all day AT&T needs to do is flip the switch. Yep. And it means yeah. that AT&T won't need to uh, won't need to set up or run those servers. It's like, oh, you'll do it for us? Cool. Yeah, it comes at, game. comes at the same time AT&T announces this huge par uh, partnership with Microsoft and the Azure platform. So it was like, whoa, this is really mixed messages. We're going to... What What does that know. mean, actually? Because I, I think that's confusing. You know, How it does is. Microsoft outsource a 5G I, network to I, a cloud company? I, you know, I read through all that. And all I could see is one side says, we don't need none of them there 5G servers because them other guys got one. And the other side says, damn right, we do. And that was it. That's all I can make from all of everything. I don't we're know not, what it, what's going on. We're not talking about the, the, the core network itself, obviously, the facilities-based uh, 5G. Right. We're talking about the edge, the, the, yes. the way that 5G has been architected to connect directly to the internet and that some of those servers are basically AT&T was building its own cloud service to support kind of 5G offloading. Yes. I figured it can't do that. It needs to rely on Azure, which has a more built-up yeah. infrastructure. Remember, Isn't any big factory you can see, probably if they're not using 5G in 2021, they will be by 2023 for all their internal communications on the factory floor that all needs to connect to the internet companies like at&t and verizon and everybody else they work with those companies to get those two 5g networks to work together and that needs a lot of cloud computing and my guess is that this is part of that edge computing solution for at&t they're going to leverage the power of microsoft who has absolutely zero experience in doing this so I mean, it's like play, playing Yahtzee. I just got three sixes, baby. <laughs> Microsoft is actually acquiring AT&T's cloud, like 5G cloud network platform. In a press release, Microsoft said that AT&T's network cloud platform has been running its 5G core network at scale since the company launched 5G in 2018. This move brings real-world production 5G workloads to Azure for operators. So does seem like this is the first time that Azure is is like taking yep. the entire uh, load of a of a live yeah network, which is well, I, I a think little concerning. What we need to know is that this isn't really going to have a lot of effect on your phone. It's yeah, business, I, 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 business class stuff, which is crazy scary in its own right. If something goes mad, wrong and crazy, but you're still going to be able to connect to Facebook. Yeah, is is my five G networker gonna go out the next time Azure has an outage? Because um, those no, happen. No. Th that's that's a whole separate kind of equipment. That <laughs> I don't know. That's that's, that's, that's actually, the thing. Oh, I don't actually know. Oh my god, that's so I'm, scary. Don't. Say I'm reading that. through this, and it does seem like Azure is is backhauling the oh, entire no. core network. Yeah. So, so I may be wrong yes, here. No, I mean, are like, they gonna is, deploy it on site too? I, listen, it, it says along with the acquisition, Microsoft Azure for operators will host AT&T's 5G mobile network. Yeah, right. Oh that's, my that, God. That that was that was the core of the thing, Jerry. Like this is you this need is the... to forget about RCS and AT&T's messaging and just go to a T-Mobile store near you or a Verizon <laughs> store near you as fast as you can. 
Let someone hey, so else long as the LTE this. isn't being run by Azure, I'm fine. I don't. That, no, I mean, this is this is really interesting because my AT and T has not yet moved to uh, standalone five G standalone. So I'm guessing right. once that happens, this will be more of a. Oh thing. my God! Maybe this is their standalone solution. I would I would be very interested to learn more about how this is going to work. I'm going to try right. to get I'm going to try to get a five G networking expert on the show, and they can give it to us in. Uh, layman's terms because and maybe they can explain all of the uh the uh this is really RAN, interesting the, the rn stuff that qualcomm had in mwc because my brain melted a little bit trying to read through it this weekend <laughs> yeah i mean the fact that you can think about 5g as a software deployment right right is a little different than what we think of as like a traditional wireless network obviously you still need to build Backhaul, you still have to have you need, powers. You still you need, need to have towers. access points. But the actual core networks are just run through servers. And that's really what this comes down to, is that instead of having physical switches, it's all just a, a, a back, you know, a bunch of servers that determine the routes that a data, that a data connection right. can... You I mean, through. a data center is a data center. It doesn't matter whether it's being run by AT&T or Spectrum or whoever else. Right. They all run through you, the same pipes, but at the can, same time, it means that you're tying your you're tying your fault lines to certain different proce- processors and products. And I don't know if Azure has a pretty good record. Oh, it's I still good don't. Stuff. It's a it's good stuff. I still but just don't know if it's good enough to, in this area. Yeah, I just don't know if it's good enough for this because this is I, like I if mean, you if your five G network if your if your network goes down for like a day, people could die. If what we're hypothesizing here is correct. Think of the 5G network as the Wi-Fi network in your house, and it runs through a piece of hardware that you call your wireless router, but it's really software inside that that's sending all the signals to where they need to go, and that's kind of how 5G works, and instead of your router, it's going to be through a Microsoft Azure service. Right. Controlling how all that goes, and that's if what we're hypothesizing is correct. And, and yeah, Daniel it's, it's pretty opaque this stuff, but I more, right? maybe I'll try to get um, Sasha on the show, and he can he can explain to he us. He can in, set us all straight. In <laughs> simple terms. <laughs> all right, so that's going to be it for the for the show notes because I I think we've run through everything. Um, mm-hmm. I want to go around and quickly say what's making us happy this week, Nick. You've I don't think you've been on the show since we started doing this, so. Yeah. Maybe I'll leave you for last, but uh, Jerry, I'll start with you. What's what, what's what's making you smile this week, buddy? Uh, it's not this week, but it's next week. Uh, my daughter and her children are coming up to stay with us. I mean, we've quick visits, but now COVID and everybody on both sides vaccinated, except the kids, of course, because they're very young, and uh, they're coming to spend a uh, a week with. Papa, oh, and, nice. and grandma, but she's no fun. It's Papa. <laughs> We're gonna. She's a grandpa's girl. Well, yeah, because we light stuff on fire and we go fishing, and you know, I'm 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 a <laughs> you're fun grandma. You're a good influence. No, I'm not, but I'm fun. I let her eat Cool Whip out of the tub with a spoon. Mm. No, uh, my grandpa. I, that's the yeah, one. That's... The one time my daughter swore at me was when she <laughs> walked in and saw that. <laughs> 
Well, yeah, because you're teaching her that it's an accepted thing to do, and then she's going to go it home is. and eat it all. In this house, it is an accepted thing to do. It's fine. Cool Whip out of the tub? Hell, you're a little kid. It ain't hurt you. I remember the last time it. I had Cool Whip. It's been a hot minute. But that's um, going to be awesome, and it's going to be fun because she doesn't like to leave my side, so it's going to be interesting trying to work with her, like, climbing up my back like, like a little monkey. But it's going to be fun. Put her to work. Hell yeah. Have her help you take photos. She can write best of posts. Right. (laughs) Not even going to go there. All right. All right. What uh, is making you happy this week? Well, I said it at the top of the show. I get to see fireworks tomorrow. 475 days since I last got to see fireworks. Because the last time I got to see fireworks was March the 13th, 2020. It was the Thursday before the parks closed. I watched the fireworks and then I went home and I debated going back Friday and Saturday, decided not to and regretted that because it has been a very long, long time since I've gotten to see good fireworks. So I have a park pass for Thursday. I have a park pass for Friday and I'm getting into either one of the parks both nights in order to see fireworks. So that is my mission for the next two days. I worked hard and I want this. <laughs> you're you're not going to the rally in Sarasota. <laughs> uh, screw that. <laughs> Just checking. <laughs> not going to touch that with a ten foot pole. Um. All right, Nick. What is making you happy this week? Uh, we are gearing up for vacation, which is exciting. Although <laughs> I'm really not looking forward to traveling again. <laughs> that's. I have to say that's the one thing I have not missed. I I miss being places on vacation. I ate the travel part so yeah not i don't know where are you going arizona so i'm out of my mind Ew, oh, I, was, I was gonna ask to come with you but no <laughs> my 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 wife has a dance competition so we're making oh, a vacation, a vacation. yes but it's it's going to be interesting in arizona because i have no idea what dry heat feels like i live in the southeast so. and haven't they been having like record setting heat for like the last two weeks uh, the forecast last I looked was hovering around 110, which I'm like, I, I'm like psychotically excited about because I just don't know what it feels like. It's like, great. I get to get to experience something totally new. You're going to enjoy it's- it for about 20 minutes because and then the novelty will wear off and you're just going to be like, I'm dying. It's fine. I'll, I'll come back onto my mountains and be happy. We're good. Go go to Amazon and get you one of those portable vaporizers. Oh, my God. Do it or you'll you will die out there. Well, well that make it for TSA. Some of those, uh- <laughs> yes. Yes, they're they're approved for use on the airplane. Interesting. Huh. I was going to say get, a water get you a pack of the I was going to say get yes, you a pack of those cooling kind cloths. Of vaporiz- yeah. I didn't get mean you that those cooling kind of cloths that you can like pour a bottle of water onto and then slap them over your shoulders cuz people use those all the time here in Florida. Florida, it's too humid for it to matter. Arizona, it'll be dry so that stuff right. will actually evaporate and cool you down. Right. I, I meant the kind that you screw onto a 20-ounce water bottle and plug into the wall and cool mist comes out of the top. for a like, a, oh. like a little fan on a water bottle, right? You talking? No, no, yeah. no, no, no. They're, they're like they're like a, a humidifier. That's what I was thinking of, not vaporizer. See, if I was a master of any of the English language, it would have made more sense. But it's well worth the money. Trust me, because you will die out there. <laughs> okay. I'll take your advice. They're like 10 bucks on Amazon is at least this is the right search. Yep. You use it a couple times a day to keep you alive. That's good enough. Cool. I like well, it. Well, well, Godspeed, Nick. Really. Godspeed and eat plenty of ice cream. Oh, that's going to be hard. I want some ice cream now. 
I uh, have well, bluebell on the fridge that I will be eating immediately after we finish. Do they have ice cream in Arizona? Probably melts. Yeah. <laughs> it comes out of the little soft serve machine is like milk. Oh, that's just that's just like yeah. Slop yogurt. Sugar sugary yogurt. That's that's not great. It's yop. It's it's basically yeah. yop. 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 Um well, what's making me happy this week, I celebrated my birthday and uh, my wife knows that I am a huge, well, she knows that I'm trying to become a huge plant person. So she got me this, a couple of plants, including a massive Monstera plant, uh, which I'm really excited to try not to kill. I even bought plant food for it, which apparently you have to use when you water your plants, not something I knew beforehand. I'm also going to repot some of my old plants because they have outgrown their current ones. I'm just excited to get into this whole movement a year after everybody else, but that's okay. And uh, I will report back because I'm confident that this time I will actually keep these ones alive for long. I am going to make it my goal that not a single one of your plants die because I I, actually have a green thumb. I I hope so because I don't and I'm not confident actually. Um, I also got after Nick um, <laughs> bugged me about it for weeks, I, I got a an ember mug for coffee. Um, this is a very expensive connected mug that I would never have bought on my own, but my mom decided to buy it for my for me for my birthday. Very very happy. But uh, I'll have a review on the show maybe next week because I still I still need to get the hang of it. Um, on the show, you need well, to review it for the site, man. No, I'm Come not on. reviewing. I'm what's, not reviewing a connected mug. For what's it tell you? Like the temperature? It's a, you no, can no, control no, the temperature the, and stuff, but it keeps the mug a certain temperature so that way your coffee stays warm longer. Yeah, yes. but there are some serious flaws with the product, and I'll I'll, I'll get into that uh, maybe next week. All right, so that's it for the for for us for this week. Uh, if you have any feedback, send it to us. Podcast at Android Central. Uh, you can find. Jerry at GB Hill. You can find Ara at Ara Wagco. You can find Nick at Guanatu. That's G W A N A T U. Did I get that right? Sure. What the no. hell? How do, you, how, how do you pronounce it? I, it listen, it was, a ran, it was a random name. Yeah, I say Guanatu. It was a random name given to me in KOTOR 20 years ago, and I stuck with it. So, Wait, your Twitter handle comes from Knights of the Old Republic. You're darn right it does. Damn. Amazing. <laughs> That's even better. Um, you, do I that's just another level of nerd, man. Respect. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> find out. <laughs> you can find me I, at Journey Dan. You can find all of us at Android Central. Thank you so much for listening. We will see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.